Hello everybody, MegaZardX here, back at it again to give y'all another very exciting video, and for tonight, I do have my Zardcast episode 16 to go through and talk about all these things I have, pop culture related, uh, all the gaming news, and everything else in between for this show for tonight. Man, I, I, you know what, I started going through my whole entire list, and honestly, I have a... Dude, this, you know, the most amount of pop culture segments I have to talk about, and and also in terms of just the gaming topics, there was so much I had to actually cut and pull stuff, and you know, start emphasizing the stuff I really wanted to talk about and discuss the most. So yeah, this was gonna be one of those more packed shows. Uh, in terms of anybody else I have here tonight, uh, it's just gonna be at least me for the meantime. May have somebody pop in, may not. I don't know. This is probably I I'm going with it in terms of the thought that this is gonna be a solo show. So last week it was, you know, it was nice to be able to have hacks and Sonic Q with me though. But it looks like I'm running this thing solo for tonight though. So I'm gonna have a pretty good one though, and uh, it, it, it's it's gonna be all right though. Now, um, before I get off into, you know, normally I hit the pop culture segment though. Uh, I did have some little quick little things I wanted to go ahead and talk and discuss about um here at first before we get the show really off and going though because last or, or actually a couple weeks ago i actually went on vacation so my episode 15 podcast was actually recorded in advance the previous wednesday from the sunday that i premiered the episode so i actually was going on vacation i actually went to disney world that week though i mean it's been like well disney world and universal studios I man it's been like a week there in orlando um and it was you know it was a it was a really nice fun little vacation nice to kind of get away and whatnot though uh, I, I honestly could really um enjoy the little break that i managed to do over there though and i also managed to actually get some uh cool little interesting pics over here i'm going to go ahead and throw it on the screen for all y'all that might be able to or for all those that are basically watching this on youtube or if you're watching this on the podcast server you can you know click that link down below to see the youtube version though but uh i was actually one of those few people that actually be able to play uh, my switch on the plane i never thought i would actually would be one of those people that you know be able to actually do that little thing um from the you know trailers you know whenever they're just riding around on an airplane playing the switch or whatever you know in that first switch commercial way back in 2017 though so yeah that, that's my monster on the ride switch i was over there on the plane using it though did manage to play quite a bit of neo the world ends with you and it started off with there and then i actually managed to finish the game so i'll talk about that a little later on in the what i've been um playing segment though but i actually managed to go to disney world there was a brand new area over there in disney world with the Star Wars section over there in Hollywood Studios. Um, it's fairly new, and the ride I got to I got to do the one ride where it was, I'm trying to remember the name of it, though, but it was like the one where you basically get it with a crew of people. You have, like, people that are, like, the, the flyers around, you know, flying around. Then you have people that get to shoot down your targets. And then you have um, the engineers in the very back. I was one of the ones that managed to shoot because thankfully my brother allowed me to switch with me. And he, he took the engineering role instead, though. But it was a nice experience. It seems like most of the rides in terms of Disney as well as Universal and all this stuff, or especially with Disney, they have a more bigger emphasis on those rides that are more like simulation type, the 4D sort of kind of effects. I don't know. Like, I feel like more rides are like that. And it's kind of good for the immersion, though. But I do kind of miss that classic feel of just like traditional roller coaster rides, though. So, I I mean, you know, you, you give them a little take it or whatever, though. But, yeah. So, that was one interesting ride that I got to ride over there, though. And also, on the Disney World side of things, I actually managed to go over and visit the, the new Toy Story area over here. Because uh, originally, the last time I went over there, I didn't get the... 
I saw it like in the early production phases of it getting built, but I didn't get the ride or anything like that. The, the main emphasis, I think, was the Slinky ride, which I rode it. It, it was pretty nice. It was nice and cool. I mean, not anything super intensive as, you know, it is Disney World we're talking about, um, geared more towards the kids and, you know, family audience, fam family friendly, whatever, though. But I, I did like that way how everything in that area was kind of built out of toys and stuff like that. Like, you got to see Rex over here, though. Uh, I did manage to get another little snag, a little shot of Woody over here that was just like right up there at the entrance though but honestly it, it, i had a, I had a pretty good solid little old time over there um at disney world and i didn't manage to get a picture of this one though but when i was over at universal there was also a new ride there as well it was for like the hagrid's um I'm, shoot i'm bad at names though but it's one where you're riding on a motor motorcycle and you have somebody over there on the side with the doom buggy or whatever though and uh that ride was absolutely sick over there it was on islands of adventure universal studios islands of adventure that one was sick because you know you normally have your traditional roller coasters where you know you're going forward right well this one went forward it went backwards, and the thing that really got me was where there was one point where the the ball or the whole roller coaster it just dropped, like just a straight drop to go onto another track. I I don't think I ever rode a, a coaster like that before though, but that was pretty sick. So if you have the chance to go to Universal, that's pretty good. Also, there was a new um, Velocic coaster um, roller coaster um, in Universal Studios Islands of Adventure as well. That one was pretty sick as well. I think. Those two were my main highlights in terms of Universal because those were some of the newer rides. And then the Toy Story Land was pretty cool as well as the Star Wars stuff. So I think that's some of the most recent and new stuff. If you're interested in going to Florida for a vacation, those are some of the highlights I personally recommend right there, though. So, yeah, it, it really doesn't get better than that, though. But other than that, that's pretty much it in terms of... Um, what I've been doing on my vacation, I managed to go to the beach and stuff, um, and did, you know, just chilled out in the Orlando area and stuff, so it was just nice to kind of get away and whatnot, though, but that's mostly what I've been doing on my vacation, though. Now, in terms of one other thing I wanted to also bring up and mention as well, is I also managed to actually back my first Kickstarter project ever uh, with the uh, the unofficial Ami book. It's a, and I'm going to go ahead and pull this up on the screen here right now, though. But it was a, it's a little project um, that one person did. If you actually follow Amiibo News on Twitter, which at some point I'll probably will drop the links down in the description box down below. They're not there at the time of this, at time of this going live. But I probably will drop the links a little later on, though. But essentially, this is a book that basically covers every single Amiibo that has ever dropped that Nintendo has released. And... You know what? This has a nice little bit of history in there. It even gives you like the rough, you know, price values. Since this dude was mainly based living in Europe, um, you know, the prices for it was based on euros and stuff like that, though, or pounds. It's either euros or pounds. I can't quite remember, though. But yes, um, I managed to get this book. Basically showcases off every single Amiibo that was up inside of it, though. And like, for example, you get to see like the Octoling boy over there and the Octoling or, and the octopus and whatnot, though. So it was nice to kind of have my hands on this. So that way, even if I don't manage to get every single Amiibo, which I'm a pretty big Amiibo collector, I managed to collect, oh, somewhere between 50 and 60 Amiibos so far in counting. It's somewhere in that ballpark, though. But Honestly, I'm a pretty big Amiibo fan. Don't get every single one out there, but I like getting the ones that, 
basically kind of speak me speak to me in terms of either the series franchise or just how cool um they look like the most recent ones i got were like the monster hunter stories 2 ones like the race wing Wrath of that that's a pretty sick amiibo right there though but yeah so also because i backed it i got some uh, other little cool little perks like i got a little poster right here that basically kind of showcases off every single one of the amiibos that basically have ever um, released and you get to see them basically by series smash brothers um mario legend of zelda etc even got the wristbands that will be over there at um at super nintendo world as well and then even got like you know the weird obscure ones that are like japan only like that and stuff like that even the third party ones all the monster Hunter ones and stuff so yeah so i'll probably definitely be using this checklist though and i think i did the math on it um in terms of how many i got in terms of number scale like i could fill up the first three rows on that chart just randomly putting the amiibos i actually got those aren't the actual ones i got but if i were to substitute those with the amiibos i do have i have enough to almost fill up three rows in comparison to everything else that's available there on the market though so it, it is kind of crazy like that um to think about it though but honestly uh it, it was pretty it's it's a pretty nice little thing that i managed to get and i'm kind of glad that i managed to get this book as well though so i think he might be still possibly selling just a little extra copies though i'm not entirely sure you probably have to do the research though but if you search the unofficial ami book you probably be able to find um the link to the kickstarter and see because i think he was selling some um individual books individually though if you're curious or interested about this though but it was just a nice little pro uh little project to back up and i'm, I'm kind of glad i got my hands up on it though and then last but not least i think i have one more thing i wanted to share with y'all um before i got into the pop culture segment and that is uh i actually started the go on a passion project and actually start going through and collecting gamecube games not just collecting the gamecube games you know getting an actual gamecube because GameCube and the Super Nintendo were like the couple of only home console games or systems that I have not actually managed to get myself. Like I got the NES, I got the 64, uh, the Wii, Wii U, Switch, but I just messed out on the SNES and GameCube. And you know what? I said to myself, you know what? It's about time. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and get a GameCube and uh, see if I can get the Game Boy Player as well because I really wanted to get one of those as well. And... I actually managed to, I don't think I did too shabby. I managed to get the GameCube for roughly a little less than 100. I think it was like roughly 95 before you start factoring tax. So I got that coming on its way in and also a little adapter that basically converts um, the GameCube's output to HDMI so you can have a little easier compatibility with your H, with my HDTV though. So yeah, I'll keep y'all in the loop um, from podcast to podcast as you know as I go through and start collecting the system itself, extra accessories with it, and then once I start getting the games because I guess it's sort of kind of like my retro patch and um, project because you know the, the retro gaming market prices are starting to go up on some things i was like you know what i might as well go ahead and start dipping in here and start trying to get some of this i'll probably be collecting gamecube as well as some gba games on the side though so yeah so i'll keep i'll keep y'all informed and see if i manage to get any good deals from ebay i mean it is ebay so i mean it is going to be a little bit of dicey no matter which way um no matter which way you're going to do it though and uh it seems like oh tempest left a comment over here saying the snes and gamecubes are <laughs> really fun and i was like yes i, I know because i was like I, I played some good games on the snes um thanks to the switch online as well as um with the yeah yeah like yoshi's island is one that sticks out with me super mario world you can't go wrong with that did a bit of link to the past i still need to go back and finish that game though 
and quite a bit of other ones though so yeah so i i do have some my foot in the door with some snes games but gamecube i really don't have my foot in the door that much i really do miss out on double dash like that, that's one of the ones i really need to get my hands on pretty fast though so hopefully i can get my hands on that one as one of my first ones i i gotta like there's a big going on in ebay right now don't think i'm gonna get it it is fairly cheap but it's probably because it's a new list and i imagine that price is gonna go up um a bit over time though but yeah so honestly it's something i'm looking forward to i'll keep y'all in the loop see if i can get some um really good ones though but uh hopefully uh hopefully i can get some for some fairly decent prices though because over time it's, it's just going to keep adding up though but uh that, that's basically it in terms of some of these quick little updates though so uh let's go ahead and jump into the show uh with the first little segment being the, the pop culture segment all right so first off surprisingly i don't know how the heck this happened though but apparently the Switch Fit Boxing, you know, the fitness boxing game on the Switch is apparently getting an anime series. <laughs> it's like, it's it's not going to be like a full-blown, like, you know, traditional 20-minute episodes. I think it's somewhere on the lines of like five minutes, somewhere between maybe five minutes or seven minutes, though. And I think it's um being scheduled to drop sometime in the year of 2021. And I'm just over here scratching my head, like, how the heck did a fitness boxing game, it's still a Nintendo IP, manage to actually get a anime series before like mario legend of zelda my boy kid icarus over there. I'm, I, I just don't understand this i don't I, I don't get it nice because we're finally getting to see some advancements on this though but at the same time i'm like man i really wish i really wish that we would have got uh some other kind of series though but i i guess i mean you could still take it with a, a little bit of appreciation because the fact that if they're willing to do this for something smaller like this, maybe they got something in the works for some of their other bigger series. At least that's what I'm hoping for. So, I mean, not, nothing too much more about this news story right here, though. But it, it was just something I really want to point out because, uh, like, this it just kind of dumbfounded me whenever I figured that out. So I was like, okay, Nintendo, okay. But let's go ahead and move on to the next one, though. Because, uh, oh, this one. Oh, shoot. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. We did finally get some confirmation from My Hero Academia, the World Heroes Mission. And it's finally coming over here to the West um, in the month of October. Because I've been wanting to see this movie for quite some time. I heard some good things about it. I haven't been trying to do too much dirt digging into um, what the what the series, or not the series, the movie is going to be able to tell us and show us because I kind of wanted to be honestly a surprise though, but from the first original trailer that I got, it, 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 it just absolutely blew me away and I was like, okay, COVID or not, I'm going to go in that theater masked up and everything I'm, I'm going to be ready to throw down on this movie though, so that's just a quick little update on that, and I know for anybody else out there that might be watching my My Hero Academia reviews, ooh, I definitely, I know I dropped the ball up on that one though, because I got midway through, almost to the very tail end of the uh, the Class 1A versus Class 1B fight, right before um, Zuka got his like new powers um, with Black Whip and stuff. I don't know how I'm going to go about trying to review the rest of that to try to catch myself back up. It is going to be a it is going to be a little bit challenging to try to find my find a way to get caught back up though, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out something. I'm gonna figure out something. I don't know what, but I'm gonna figure out something though. But I am excited about this movie as well though. But that's basically all I want to say on that one news topic. And the very last pop culture segment I had 
for tonight is none other than Spider-Man No Way Home. This trailer, who it absolutely blew me away because honestly, if you want to hear anything about my full fledged thoughts over this um over this trailer, I do have a video on my um on my channel where I actually did like an analysis. It was about roughly like what what twenty minutes or so, where I was able to go through and actually analyze the trailer bit by bit by bit. And I talked about like the different villains that were present in there. I was talking about the overall plot, the direction where it's going from there, as well as the bigger, greater all scheme of, you know, exactly what we might be able to expect from the Spider-Man movie, though. And uh, shoot, I I've been loving the reactions from the community as well. They are not letting that go. The fact that we might have the other two Spider-Mans from the, the original Spider-Man trilogy, as well as the amazing Spider-Man that probably will show up in here. I think their villains are going to show up. Obviously, Green Goblin, Dr. Dr. Ock, you know, Dr. Ock, but uh, I don't know about the other two Spider-Mans. I feel like if they do, they're going to be teased at the end. I don't think they're going to have like a major plot point in the actual movie. That's just my gut. I'm just gambling here. That's just my gut feeling though, but uh, we'll see about that though. But honestly, if you want to hear more about my thoughts, I have a whole nother video on it on my channel, so you can go ahead and check that out though. And that's basically all the, the topics that I had in terms of the pop culture segment that I wanted to go through here and talk with y'all tonight though. But now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive straight up into the gaming news. So kick things off, we actually managed to get a brand new uh, Pokemon Presents, and this actually happened while I was on vacation. So unfortunately, this, you know, normally with most directs, I usually do like a reaction. I might do an individual discussion um, before I even would get to the time period that my podcast would normally happen, though. But unfortunately, I missed the boat on that, so I was like, okay, I'll just go ahead and talk about it when in my podcast, though. But yeah, this was like a presentation. It was primarily focused on Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends Arceus. But they also managed to throw some extra tidbits up in there. They managed to give us an update, I think, on Pokemon Go. Um, also, uh, the other big thing being Pokemon Unite with the addition of some other um, characters that came that got introduced in the game as well, though. So the game is pretty fun. I've really been liking Unite, though. But uh, you know what? This, this Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, though. It got me scratching my head a little bit because we do know that for the most part, this is going to be a game that's going to be um, primarily um, is going to be, you know, faithful to its origins as to what they said. They basically said it was a faithful remake. And the game has did some improvements since the first time they showed that trailer off. So I do like the, the visual improvements they have been doing. It's like a different kind of shading or lighting in the game um, just in general. So, I mean, in terms of that, it's been looking a little bit better. And the interesting thing is the new stuff they had is um apparently because i think platinum is the one that had the decks where um it had the, the better decks like you know there was more pokemon you're able to get because i know people like for example chimchar you didn't pick a chimchar i think there's only one fire starter in diamond and pearl in that in the decks being like ponita and not a lot of people probably went through that though so people were kind of wondering you know how they're gonna maybe incorporate some kind of platinum stuff up in these games because i know some people really love platinum myself included though but it seems like in terms of handling some of those Pokemon, they actually added like a whole new dungeon-like um, area to the underground system. The underground system, man, I put hours and hours upon, you know, digging up for fossils, creating secret bases and all that stuff. All that stuff does return in this game. 
but it seems like in certain areas um, in the underground, you're going to be able to open up these other dungeons where you're able to catch other Pokemon that are only found in those dungeons themselves. So that is pretty cool um, to see that and the way how they can sort of kind of incorporate that up in there, though. But in terms of other, you know, things that some people might be interested in, in terms of like, you know, other platinum content that could be up in the game, it's been kind of spotty. Like, for example, that lady that gives you the Garcita flower for um, Shaman, uh, she's in the game. But it looks like based on the map, I think they showcase off in the game. Doesn't seem like the whole Battlefront tier is in there, which I know a lot of people really want the return of the Battlefront tier, though. But it just doesn't seem like that's going to ever happen. But we, but somehow we always still manage to get the Battle Tower, though. But whatever on that, though. And it, it's interesting to see exactly what other things are going to be able to do with this, though. This game isn't too far out from launch. Um, we're over, we're already in the month late August, basically almost September at this point. And the game is going to come out roughly in the next uh, couple, two months or so. So we're almost there to the finish line in terms of this game, though. But I feel like for the most part, it, it you know, if the nostalgia is there, you're going to probably like Diamond and Pearl, though. But if you're one of the, unless you're one of those people that never really played these games, then uh, it still will be interesting nonetheless for you to go back and, you know, see exactly how the game played out um, since then, though. But if you're not the biggest Pokemon fan and you don't have the nostalgia for it, this game might not speak to you as much as what it might be to somebody like possibly like myself or whatever. Though I still plan on getting uh, Brilliant Diamond. I'll, I was always Diamond person because I always like Dialga over Palkia though. But yeah, it was it was some interesting bit of news, but nothing too crazy though. But the thing that most people really got excited for, the things they probably really wanted to tune in for, was none other than um, Legends Arceus. But before I do that, they also managed to showcase off a brand new Switch Lite which basically kind of paid homage to um, the original DS Lite that basically had like a Dialga Palkia um, style um, version for it um, back in the day. And now they're basically doing it with the Switch Lite. So ha, DS Lite, uh, Switch Lite, huh, that, that, that's pretty cool right there though. It does look pretty sick. If I were to get a DS Lite, it probably would have been this one right here though. Cause I don't know, I like the way how it's sort of kind of stylish and um, like, it's not like jet black, but it's like the, I don't even know what kind of color you would basically describe that as, though. But, I mean, it's a very nice color right there, though. So, I really do like that, though. But, anyway, moving on from that from that special edition, uh, whew, Legends Arceus. That's the game that everybody was really invested in seeing. And they managed to showcase off quite a bit of new things, different environments and stuff. Uh, it seems like the game has been even more a bit polished um, compared to the very first time that they showcased off the game. And um, we actually managed to get some new forms of some Pokemon as well. Um, that being, um, shoot, that that Waterfish, Baskinland, I want to say. Oh, shoot. I'm, sometimes I'm really bad with the with the Pokemon names that are beyond Gen 4. But uh, but that that one Waterfish, though, um, it managed to get a new form as well as Brave Bravery uh, managed to get a new form as well. And it and uh, the name of the region is the Hisuian, oh, Hisui region. And um, they got these Hisuian um, variants as well. So it is interesting. You even got to see like a new form of Growlithe um, with its new regional form as well, though. So it is going to be interesting that basically we're going to get some new Pokemon in a sense uh, with these um, with these Pokemon up in there, though, which definitely makes it, I think, one of the first few games that's midway through the gen generation where they're actually adding new Pokemon still to this Dex. And I and I'm like, okay, you know, I I, I see y'all, and that's pretty cool right there, though. 
So, yeah, so I, I've been kind of liking the stuff that they've been showcasing all for this game. We, it's still scheduled for January. They, they hadn't pushed it back or they hadn't delayed it or anything like that, though. So um, take what you will on that. Um, as long as the game seems like it's polished, it's not, you know, being sacrificed or whatever, though, uh, I, I'm still looking forward to these green games greatly. Um, and shoot, just think that we're going to have an open world game, Pokemon game at that. I, I, I'm looking forward to it, though. And uh, they also explained in here that the battle mechanics actually changed this a little bit because normally in your traditional RPG for Pokemon, you basically got the four moves and you use it and that's a done deal. But they added these new type of styles. One is like a sort of kind of agile style where you're able to move faster, but your power is decreased. And then you have like the strong variant style, where it's like your moves are getting stronger, but it's not gonna, your moves ain't going to come out nearly as fast as if you had the, uh, the agile style or whatever. Though. And I think just the addition of that is going to make the games a little bit more complex, a little more strategy than probably what you would normally do when you just, you know, pick a move and based on your Pokemon stats and your opponent's stats will determine, uh, and as well as the moves and, you know, the stat that go behind it, though, um, will determine who goes first, the power and all that stuff. When you start adding that the styles, then it's like, okay, now you're playing a little bit of a tiny little checker match. Not like a chess match, but like a checker match because you got to anticipate what your opponent is going to do. Are they going to do... Or not opponent, should I say? Like you know, the wild Pokemon. Are you gonna? Are they gonna act like agile? Are gonna act like strong? It sort of kind of reminds me of Monster Hunter Stories Two in a way, because with Monster Hunter Stories Two, they got um they got different styles or different things. Like there's like a sort of like a not a weapon triangle, but like an attack triangle where you're based on like either like attack, technical, or speed. It it, it sort of kind of reminded me of that, and I like how they're doing that little twist, and it makes me curious some of these um implications they're putting in this game is this going to translate over into pokemon gen 9 whenever that does happen and surprisingly enough you know according to the schedule ideally we would get gen 9 next year in 2022 but because they're working on legends arses this might be one of them weird weird, weird times where kind of like how they moved from gen 4 to gen 5 how gen 4 released in 2006 and gen 5 released in 2010 i'm thinking that they're probably going to make the make that one exception where it's not going to come out three years this time i feel like it's going to be four years so gen 9 might not be until the year of 2023 that's what my gut's saying based on legends rc so give them a little more time to work on that gen 9 after they're done making this game and i don't know if they're going to actually make any dlc for the game that would be interesting as well though but honestly i have been liking everything that they've been showcasing off in this game and uh, i'm really looking forward to this game and seeing everything else that this game has to offer though but that's basically all I have to say on the whole Pokemon Presents presentation within Brilliant Dining, Diamond as well as Shining Pearl. So y'all got to let me know in the comment section down below. Uh, what did you think about um, these games? And are you planning to pick up either one or the other or maybe both? I, I feel like, you know, in terms of the general audience, I feel like more people are probably going to gravitate over to um, Legends Arceus. But y'all got to let me know. Now, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment, and that is that we actually got confirmation from Phil Spencer saying that uh, apparently Xbox Game Pass is not going to be coming over to the Switch. Because it was kind of interesting because people kind of speculated on it. It's been thrown around in the rumor mill. Like People were thinking that, hey, uh, maybe sort of kind of it's probably in the worst. Like There was even some interviews where they literally had Xbox representatives um, talking you know, and we saw a picture of literally a switch on the back of um some of these people's cabinets. So I was like, okay, I was like, well, shoot. I was thinking maybe 
maybe just maybe they're going to do some things because like obviously we know that they collaborated with um nintendo um in the past with you know banjo kazooie being in smash and then um you got ori will of the wits as well as the blind fours um on the switch and then you have cuphead brought over as well so it's like you know what they they've been doing some collabs with nintendo you know for certain kind of games though but it didn't seem that um they're gonna go all the way and basically be able to put um you know game pass on the switch itself though and i'm trying to see if i can pull up the little article basically explaining uh exactly uh why he said that that would not be the case though um because essentially what he's saying was um he's like for and this is basically exactly what he said right here though he said uh for us to succeed i don't think there's another company has to get smaller Hold on, lost my train of thought right here, though. All right, for us to succeed, I don't think another company has to get smaller. I want the industry to continue to grow and accelerate its growth. And if you buy a Switch and if you want to play Microsoft and I happen to, you know, buy my kids a PlayStation, if they can't play together, that doesn't help gaming grow in my mind. The war, the war might help one device win over another device, but it doesn't help the industry. I believe focusing on player player joy, ease of play, and accessibility in the long run is the right strategy. And I think the industry will move forward um, in that direction because that's what gamers will demand. You know, the right decision because people usually ask me about releasing an individual game or another and that I say, I want the full Xbox experience to be something that we deliver. We have no plans to bring it to any other kind of closed pro um, platform, closed platforms right now. Mainly because those closed platforms don't want something like Game Pass. That's, uh, you know, and there's a ton of open platforms out there for us to grow in, the web, PC, and mobile. So all of our focus, frankly, is on those platforms. So I, so basically, based on what Phil Spencer said right there, it's basically saying, hey, uh, they probably went and approached Nintendo, but Nintendo said no. Because that's the thing when you're dealing with this kind of stuff is the fact that um, with something like Game Pass, while, yes, it's kind of good for the consumers because then you can play all those Xbox games on the Switch itself, the problem is is Nintendo will get some of the cut, but not nearly as much cut as, like, let's just say, for example, Dragon... Um, let's just say pull an example out of here. Um, Dragon Quest Builders 2. That's a game that's on the Switch, and it's on Xbox Game Pass. If you say you can get Xbox Game Pass on the Switch, and then um, people were to you know have their service through you, but they're playing it on their Switch for Game Pass and playing Dragon Quest Builders Two, Nintendo get a little bit of cut because you know Game Pass is there on the Switch in general though, but they want to get nearly as much cut as for that same player to buy it off of the eShop or physically buy it in the store for Dragon Quest Builders Two because then. The money mostly goes to Square Enix, but a chunk of it will go to Nintendo. But if you do it through the whole Game Pass thing, it's going to be a smaller piece of that pie than what they normally would if uh, if a Switch user would flat out just buy it from Nintendo themselves, like on the eShop or whatever. So that's the main reason why I feel like Nintendo probably declined it, though. Um, for most fans, it might be somewhat you know frustrating because it, it would just be more convenient for us consumers, though. But you got to think about it. Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, they're all businesses at the end of the day. So no matter what... But they're going to make decisions that best benefit their companies 
where they're going to be able to actually profit off of this though and that's essentially why um that's essentially why you know they didn't actually manage to go through with this deal because i feel like they were probably talking about it for a decent amount of time though but uh, it just kind of fell through, and uh, no shocker, no surprise. Uh, I, I could honestly see that coming, though. So it wasn't too shocking to me, though, but uh, I know it might be disappointing to others on that, though. But, yeah, so for now, doesn't seem like Xbox Game Pass is coming to the Switch. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic, since we're already um, talking about Xbox in general, though, because um, here at Gamescom recently, um, they actually managed to reveal the release date for the new Halo Infinite, and it is going to be coming out on December 8th. So, yeah, for people that are excited for the Game Awards and seeing, you know, which games are getting nominated for, this does make it fall shortly after um, the cutoff date for it to make those awards. Because this could have been technically a contender for a game of the year. But because it's right after the cutoff for the Game Awards, uh, it, it basically kicks it right on out, though. So that is something interesting to keep in mind, though. And for people that are planning on picking up this game um, for the holiday time, uh, just a little heads up. The multiplayer will be ready to go by launch, as well as the single-player campaign. But for those that like to do the single-player campaign with co-op, that is not going to be ready to go at launch. And I know there might be some people that might not necessarily keep up with their um, with their gaming news information, though. And some people literally might just see it on the shelves this Christmas, buy it, and just thinking they're going to get the regular Halo experience or whatever, though. But that's not necessarily going to be the case. And that's just a little heads up if you're one of those people that really like the co-op experiences. Because um, from what I've been hearing from some other people, co-op is what makes this game for some people while they're going through that single-player campaign. While for other people, um they they honestly just binge on the um they just binge on the multiplayer which the multiplayer is free to play like if you had game pass or whatever though so uh you technically can play you know the multiplayer without necessarily having to buy the, the single player campaign though it is interesting approach how they're gonna do this though but yeah so we finally got a release date and it does seem like halo for now will be releasing this year but also they also managed to reveal that yes for this 20th anniversary they're going to actually have a limited edition xbox series x as well as um a new controller and i think i think i want to say that the xbox series x is an extra 50 bucks than normal so i think if you want to get that one that you can see on the screen it's about 550 bucks which is Oh shoot, you know what I mean? The system was already 500 um, to begin with though, but now you're gonna tell me it's about 550? My goodness. But then what you think is even, um, what's even worse is that controller over there because most controllers they normally sell for like 70 bucks, right? Well, shoot, this one was almost selling for almost close to like 200 bucks um, for that um, for that controller though because just how, I guess, limited that is. I'm like, what the heck? But uh, anyway, if you're a big Halo fan or a big Microsoft fan and you want to get these, keep your eye out on it. Because I think technically by the time I'm actually doing the show, um, shoot, they already went up and you could already pre-order them. And I imagine they probably already sold out. So you don't have to be on your toes if you definitely want to get either the controller, the console, or maybe a bit of both. Because uh, who shoot, man. Oh, man. It's going to be one of those things that are going to have some high value to it and also high resale value up on it. I, I don't even want to know the prices of what it's going to be over there on you know ebay or whatever they're going to throw it up on craigslist etc though but yeah so that's basically all i have to say on all the halo related news that we have gotten recently though 
And uh, speaking of Gamescom and, you know, other stuff being announced, we got a couple other things that were announced that um, were personal um, things that actually um, fell within my interest. One of them being is that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, unfortunately, managed to get delayed to 2022. And I was like, ah, shoot, because I was really looking forward to this game actually releasing within the year of 2021 so that is a little bit disappointing however as you're looking here on you may be looking here on the screen they did manage to actually introduce one more additional character um for the game since um they're going to be taking a little bit more time on it though and as you can see um it is that woman right there and i'm like oh my goodness i was like i was like you know what? I was like, they're, they're doing some good stuff. They're doing some good stuff. While, yes, it might sting the fact that uh, we that we don't have um, the game coming out this year, the fact that they're still making improvements to the game as well, along with them taking that little extra time, I mean, shoot. I mean, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it any way we can give it. Because they even said themselves that we know that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle means a lot to you. We hear you and take into account your impatience as well as your passion and your trust in us for this game. For these reasons, we prefer to take our time to deliver a game that suits you and us. And adding more exciting content to this game means taking more time than we'll basically means taking more time than we'll take it to make sure the result is worthy of your expectations. And they basically said, um, you know, big congrats to all the people that basically helped them, you know, made all of this stuff um, so far, though. So, yes, they did manage to add in Casey Jones to the game. I was like, OK, I was like, all right. I was like, OK, I was like, because I don't think she was ever playable in any of these games whatsoever, though. But the fact that she actually is in this one is actually pretty sick right here, though. I was like, all right, I see. I, I see what y'all doing right there. OK, all right. So, I mean, you know what? When this game finally does come out, it's definitely going to be worth it. I really hope if they're taking the extra bit of time on this game, the fact that hopefully they're going to be able to actually add in online where you're actually able to, you know, if you had a group of four people, because I think it's still going to be a four-player game. So, you know, you can choose any of the turtles or her. But um, hopefully you're going to be able to, you know, link up with your friends and whatever, though, and just play that classic beat-up style as if, like, you were back in the arcade man i had some fond memories of teenage mutant ninja turtles on the arcade itself though but yeah so that's just one update on that and then there was also another you know an introduction to another game that was actually kind of interesting uh one that, that kind of caught me out of left field and that was none other than marvel midnight suns and i was like what the heck is going on here because i'm like all right i was looking at this show or trailer and it was one of those you know it was one of those kind of trailers where it was all cinematic not really anything on the gameplay itself. And I was like, okay. I was like, man, I, I kind of hate it when they do that because you really don't have a good idea of exactly what you might be expecting from the game. And I'm like, ah, shoot. So that makes you have to go through and actually kind of research and see exactly like, you know, what is this game actually about and to see, um, you know, what kind of things um it's going to do though. But apparently... 
at the end of that trailer, they basically um said that hey, we're gonna have a new trailer um that basically showcases off the gameplay as well. And um from from the time of the show, it seems like that gameplay is actually gonna be revealed within the next couple of days. So at least by then we'll actually get to see exactly how this game plays out though. The interesting thing is is um this game is actually um being made by 2K. You know, same people that made Bioshock and Borderlands and stuff like that, though. So I'm like, it almost seems like every time a Marvel game is introduced, it seems like some other studio, some other um, company is always making it from like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 to, you know, your Spider-Man Insomniac games um, to um, Marvel's um, Guardians of the Galaxy to now this. I'm like, okay, all right, we'll see, though. But based on the gameplay, we, we'll see if this is a game that holds up because uh, it, it still has to be better than Marvel's Avengers. I, I'm just saying, like, please, 2K, at least, at least, you know, be better than that. And I'm looking forward to, Mar uh, to Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy as well. So I'll probably be picking that up on PS5, though. But the, the interesting thing about this game is it's going to be available for all consoles. So, you know, it's going to be on the Switch, Xbox Series X slash Xbox One, PS4 and PS5, and it's going to be available on the PC as well. So you basically can play it on, you know, almost anything that you have. So it is going to be really nice to be able to see um, that game come out. And uh, I'm just going to kind of stay in the loop and see exactly, uh, you know, what's going to be showed off in this trailer, though. I really hope that it's going to be something good and not something kind of sour, though. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see about all of this, though. But that's basically all I have to say on that um, that one bit of news, though. So that's going to do it in terms of all the Gamescom um, announcements I want to do. Well, I didn't put it on here, though. I did not mention this, though. But uh, apparently, we did get one more extra additional character. Um, for uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. And actually, that was none other than, um, well, shoot. It made some people upset. It made some people happy. Me, I was happy, but shoot, I even had some friends that, um, that I talked to on the norm that um, they were even... Um, they were even disappointed with this news. I don't know how, but apparently um, that's the case, though. But... They've actually revealed that Morgana from Persona 5 is going to be one of the additional new characters, um, you know, to go along with like Sonic and Tails and then, you know, and as well as some of the other few um, Sega characters, which for me, I was kind of happy for it. I was like, yeah, because I, I was like, man, because I, I really like Persona 5. Like, it, it's literally one of, probably one of my most favorite third party games that's not made by Nintendo, Microsoft, or Sony that's out there and i'm like oh shoot i just had a really good fun time with that game so to see them in a monkey ball game see or some representation of it i'm like okay i like that though but there's some people out there that just don't like morgana as a character or should not prefer some of those other characters like from persona 4 golden or whatever though those other mascots they might have preferred them as well or they might have would have preferred like the shimigami tensei style like jack frost jack frost is actually a pretty cool um pretty cool character as well i mean it would have been nice to see him up in there though but i think some people probably if they would have had the choice probably prefer jack frost though but me personally i'm fine with morgana i'll stick with it i'll still get the dlc and everything like that my friends might disagree with my opinions but so what i i, I like persona so uh yeah, yeah, I'm going to get what I'm going to like, though. But that's basically it in terms of all the Gamescom stuff. Now, the last little thing I have to talk about is one retro console managed to actually turn 30 years old, and that is none other than the Super Nintendo. And it's actually crazy to think that this console is actually now 
30 years old. I'm like, what the actual heck? Because I'm like, gosh, dang. I'm like, oh, shoot. It's like, where did the time even go? I, I didn't actually manage to get an original Super Nintendo um, and be able to play it, though. But thanks to me having the SNES Classic, as well as having the SNES games that are online through the Switch service, I've been able to go through and play a good, decent chunk of some of the good ones, like Super Metroid, Super Mario World, uh, Yoshi's Island, A Link to the Past. I mean, some really good top-notch games up in there. Some of the Castlevania 4s and stuff. Um as well and i'm like good gracious i was like there's so many good games up on there really do need to go down and sit and actually go through and play chrono trigger because i know everybody and their mama always likes to talk about themselves some chrono trigger though but maybe someday i'll get it because i know you can get it on steam or whatever though but the thing that this console is 30 years i'm like gosh dang but out of all of the snes games that i've been playing on there i think one of my most favorite ones is yoshi's island because it's just something about it with that one game that they haven't actually managed to do or at least pull off in sequel series later on in the future as they went and expanded the Yoshi series. It's just something about it. Just going through the levels, chunking eggs, you know, saving that baby that always go like, where, where? Every time that uh, you, you got hit or whatever, though, it's just something charming about the game, especially that boss battle thing that's towards the, um, you know, once you're trying to fight the final boss in that game. Oh, yeah, I, I just love everything that's about that game. It's one of those ones that definitely stick up in there. But don't get me wrong, there's good ones like Super Mario World, like the... I mean, like, literally, when I look at the SNES, like, that's, like, a tune that honestly always pops up in my head every single now and then. Or you just can't forget about what Link to the Past waking up. It's just stormy and just raining all that stuff. I mean, shoot, the games on there are really cool, really legit. And uh, it's just crazy to think that, you know, this series is uh, 30 years old. Now, uh, if only we can get Earthbound. Like, Earthbound is like one of my other top favorite um, RPGs of all time. Like, it's in that list. And we still don't have that on the Switch Online. Like, I don't know what Nintendo's doing or whatever, though, but they need to get their ducks in the line. I, I, just, I, I don't understand that. I, I just don't understand that, though. But hopefully, here's hoping that they get that one on there, as well as, um, what, what's the other one? Um, the Mario's, um, the Mario RPG one with the, the one that Square made, essentially. Um, that one, I hope that they get that one on the Switch Online as well, because, uh, that, that one... I didn't manage to go through and play through the whole game, though, but I know a lot of people like that, Juno fans and all that stuff. Uh, that's a good one as well, though. But yeah, that, that pretty much is it in terms of what I wanted to say on the SNES's birthday. So uh, yeah, so, um, you know, happy birthday, Super Nintendo. Oh, shoot. Maybe someday I'll go through and actually manage to get a, you know, an actual legit console for you because I'm, I'm working on the GameCube right now. So uh, hopefully... Um, at some point, maybe I'll go through and collect those games. Shoot, those games are expensive, man. Like Super Metroid, shoot, man, over like 60, 70 bucks um, for those games. And they, they kind of go up from there, especially if you want to get it boxed or whatever, though. So uh, I don't know. That, that'll be another passion project for another day, though. But y'all got to let me know down in the comment section down below. Uh, what did you think about the Super Nintendo? And did you have any fond memories of this system um, in general, whether it be, you know, you actually playing the game or, you know, playing the system back in the day, having memories with that? Um, maybe you're one of those people that actually like... Uh, 
like Super Mario Kart. I bet back in the day it was all right or whatever though. But me just going back through it and playing it now, whether it be on my SNES Classic or even on the Switch Online, I'm like, man, that game was rough in comparison to Mario 64. Mario 64 on up, like all of those games. But SNES one, whew, that's a whole nother beast right there. A whole nother can of worms. But yeah, so that's essentially all that I have in terms of the gaming news topics that I have um, to talk about though. So yeah, um, you know what? You know, some pretty good, interesting topics for the week, though. And uh, we might as well go ahead and switch over to the next um, subject, which would be, uh, uh, so about that show. And unfortunately, I do not have a transitional uh, little segment to go up into this, though. And I was thinking about maybe working on it shortly before I made this um, podcast go live, but uh, it, it just didn't happen. So maybe, you know, two weeks from now for the next podcast, episode 17, uh, hopefully I'll have it up by then though, but honestly, I, you know what, um, last week I was talking about anime though, uh, I did actually manage to, um, th- within this past week, I actually managed to watch the new Suicide Squad, and that one was actually stupidly crazy, stupidly funny, but it was still good nonetheless, like, it, it was nothing super crazy, but it did get me to laugh, like, like literally the very beginning of the movie, and I, I, I won't go too deep up in it though, but I guess the move, the beginning of the movie ain't really kind of super heavily spoilers or whatever though. You have a group of, you know, people that are basically pulled from prison to basically do some dirty work, hence the name Suicide Squad. Um, Cause you know, th- this woman was trying to accomplish some goals and whatnot though. But anyway, she kind of gather up a, a group of people from prison and say, hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z. So they literally recruited a whole bunch of characters that you didn't get to see on the promotional material. So you're thinking, what the heck? All of these characters nearly get died and wiped out, except for Harley Quinn towards the very beginning of the movie. And I was like, what the heck? I'm like, all right. I was like, it it literally cracked me up. There's so many little things about that movie that just make you laugh because it's just dumb, sick, um, stupid humor. Like, literally, there was, like, a weasel at the very beginning, and uh, they literally dropped him off in the ocean because they were trying to pull up to a beach, and uh, the, the weasel literally drowned, and they were like, like, did anybody do their homework on this weasel whether or not he could swim? Literally lost the person at the very beginning, and then, obviously, other characters got lost within the moments that happened after that, though. In fact, they chunked the old weasel up in the water, and that thing looked hideous, but stupidly hideous, though. And uh, they, they lost him at the very beginning of the movie. I was like, what the actual heck? But yeah, that, that was one movie I watched. So uh, if you like the stupid, fun little humor or whatever, though, crazy kind of stuff, you know, when you're messing with Harley Quinn, you're getting yourself into crazy stuff. But if that stuff kind of excites you or kind of curious um, to it, hey, I recommend uh, watching that movie, though, because it, it is it is pretty fun for what it is, though. I'm going to get this little water break real quick. Outside of that, it's just normally been me watching a bit more anime here and there, and um, and you know, watching the MCU show, the new one being the What If series. Like that's another one I've been going through and watching, which I've been really um liking the series so far with episode one kicking it off to episode two, and then recently with episode three. And um, I also want to give a little update on this for my What If series reviews because for that. Uh, I do have two of the first two episodes recorded right now. I just got to get them edited and, you know, put up, you know, for y'all to be able to see. 
and hopefully I can get the next one recorded here soon. If I can get it recorded and edited, you know, recorded and edited um, for all three of them, then maybe by the time episode four comes out, I can do my normal, regular live stream reaction. If not, episode four will also be a normal upload as well until I get all of them caught up. And then if and whenever that does happen, then I can actually go ahead and um, do my traditional live streams. It was due to me being partially out of town and then um, something else, I guess, happened before or the first week whenever it got that first episode. Uh, something with my schedule didn't work out, so I wasn't able to actually do my regular live stream for it, though. But, you know, so far I've been really liking and enjoying those ser the series so far. And it's been interesting to see in these different what-if scenarios be able to take place where... Like, literally in the first one with Peggy Carter, you know, the whole difference is, is since she managed to stay on that original floor, instead of going up from the viewing view right before, um, right before Steve Rogers was about to go into that, um, that machine to get his, you know, super soldier serum, that was the difference with her being Agent, um, with Agent Carter being up there in the booth. Her being on the floor does allow her to be Captain Carter. So it's just kind of interesting to see the different things uniquely play out. And episode three, though, got me laughing. It got me laughing in some um parts, you know, you know, what if Earth's Mighty's Heroes were to fall or whatever, though. And uh, that, that one was a pretty good one there, too. And then also, like, episode two as well, because um, that was, like, one of Chadwick's, um, Bozeman's, one of his um, last few remaining um, projects that he had that he already recorded the lines for, and we still got to see him um, act once again in that episode two, though. So, yeah, so honestly, that, that's just a couple of, or a few things I've been watching here lately, though, but uh, let me know in the comment section down below if you you know you've been watching anything or you got any other recommendations, because I'm always down for some recommendations for some other shows that are originals for, like, Disney+, Plus, for example, or, shoot, even animes. Um, if you happen to be watching something on Funimation or something like that, though, a uh, good anime right there, you, you can try my luck. Throw it down in the comment section down below and see if I have watched it or whatever, though. But, yeah, so that, that's just a few of the things that I've been um, watching here lately, though. Now, uh, for the next segment, let's go ahead and move on over um, to the whole uh, what you've been playing. All right. So recently, the biggest game I would have to say that I just recently finished was Neo, The World Ends With You, because I literally started that up, you know, on I get, actually, it was like a couple of days after the release date dropped because I was trying to squeeze in. Uh, I remember, shoot, I was I couldn't live stream both that and The Greatest Attorney um, on the same day. So I literally had to treat one as a live stream and do the other one as a game and watch on the Friday, though. So I did start that one a little bit later, a couple of days later, had that one recorded, whatever, though. And then I've been playing that a little bit here and there, but I really didn't get to focus on it after I was, you know, away on my vacation on the plane ride there just chilling in my room i i had my switch with me because i obviously i was not gonna bring a ps5 with me and i was able to actually go through the game and i got hooked like after i got through the first original week by the time you reach the second week that's when the ball really got started to get picked up on that though and uh by the time you hit midway through the second week you just want to see how the heck everything else plays out from that point and I, I've been going hard and strong on that one, though. And gosh, near the very end of the game, um, once you get towards that, I'm like, oh, shoot. I was like, that conclusion 
where you think it's over, but it's not quite over. They they get you quite a bit of, you know, they hit you a few times with it, though. And you'll know if you're, you know, if you, you happen to be somebody that happened to play the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about once you get towards the end game. When you think it's all over, then they, they hit you with another twist or whatever, though. But that right there, I was like, oh, my gosh, I was so intrigued. And then by the time I finally got down to the finale of that game, I just loved it so much because they managed to actually wrap up things, not just um, within the second, you know, this game is, you know, not, uh, I don't, I'll go about saying this. It didn't just wrap up just the stuff that was present, present within just the second game alone, but they also managed to go back and wrap up any loose ends that they had with the original first game as well that basically had the uh, the new day additionally, which sort of kind of led into the second game. I recommend playing the final remakes because that extra new day definitely ties into the earlier parts of the second game. You can still play the second game and still enjoy it for what it is, but you're not going to be able to appreciate that game nearly as much as if you were to go through and actually play um, the original the original game first because you'll be kind of partially lost, but not fully lost. But you have a much greater appreciation when you know those characters and stuff like that, though. So, honestly, that, that was a really nice, enjoyable moment. And, honestly, I, I think it's going to be in one of my top favorite games for the year of 2021. Like, I, I definitely say it was up there for me, um, definitely, for sure. So, I was like, okay, I, I really enjoyed the heck out of that game, though. And uh, you, you'll probably hear about hear me talking about that game again once we get kind of closer towards the end of the year when we start doing, like, our game of the year discussion whatnot, though, with my crew, though. So, that was that was one game I was playing heavily within the past couple of weeks. The other game was Kingdom Hearts, the first game. And actually, I was playing that shortly before I started going live on with this podcast, though, because uh, with that game, I managed to get almost all the way to the very end. Like, I'm at the very last world or so to say, I'm pretty sure, um, making that final approach kind of going up this big old sort of kind of like a tower in the sky or whatever, though. But uh, yeah, so that that's the other game I've been working on heavily. So it's basically been Neo the Warlands with you, as well as um, Kingdom Hearts. Those were like some of the most recent games I've been playing, uh, with me dumping the most time up in there essentially. And I think Neo the Warlands with you, I basically clocked that in around thirty-five ish hours. I thought I might have heard somewhere where they said it might have took about fifty hours if you just regularly playing through. But I guess I went through a little. Um, quicker than that and i went through and played that game through normal difficulty you can play on easy normal hard or there's one other mode i think it's called like insane or something like that i don't know some insane level difficulty that's above hard so yeah so honestly i had a really good fun little enjoyable time um with that as well though so i was like okay i was like you know what it, it was it was pretty nice right there though so i really did like and enjoy it and appreciate the game i'm playing right now and hopefully by the time i have the next episode i'll be done with kingdom hearts as i can give my my site a little mini review um for that game like i did with neo the world ends with you so if you have not played neo the world ends with you i highly recommend you try it out or at least check out the the trailers and stuff and there is a demo for the game where you're able to actually play through i think it's like basically almost all the events that happen and transpire within the first original day of the game you can play that if you happen to like it you can buy the game and still transfer over your save progression over to the next um over to your full copy of the game so i mean hey don't knock it till you try it i mean shoot you heard it here first an amazing game. Me, my friend Mario, we love the crap out of that game, though. So I was like, yes, I, I highly recommend playing that game or at least checking out the demo if you hadn't already, though, because that that's a, just a really strong, solid game right there. And I was like, okay, 
I was like, that man, I, I just can't say it enough how good that game truly was, though. But I might as well go ahead and end it there before I go on and ramble any further, though. But yeah, so that's basically all I have to say in terms of uh, what I've been playing this past couple of weeks, though. So let's go ahead and move on to the one last final topic being uh, community questions. Okay, so uh, so with this one, I did manage to get actually a few different um, questions um, from one of my good friends that I knew off in college, though, and uh, he, he had a he had a few that go ahead and shoot to me. So I'll go ahead and start off with one of his first ones, though. And uh, one of his first ones that he had up on here was, um, "What Nintendo game in the second half of 2021 are you most excited to play, and will you play for the long or and will play for the longest time until the end of 2021?" I, you know what that, that, that's that's an interesting one right there because um at least for the second half and this basically includes basically anything that dropped was it january february march april may june basically dropped july or afterwards so that does technically include monster Hunter stories 2 need of Ordinance with you greatest attorney legend zelda discover sword it starts off with those games towards the end so i think just kind of going through the list I think I'm most excited to play Metroid Dread because that's one thing I didn't talk about the podcast, at least at this point. We did manage to get a brand new trailer for Metroid Dread and that new trailer looks absolutely sick. Like, we, we get revealed that Kraid's back in the game, um, that, you know, Chozo and stuff are going to have, like, a really big, important role within this one and uh, that thing that's that holds Samus up like that, I'm like, what the actual heck? Like, there's a lot of stuff that was going down in that trailer. I wasn't trying to think about it too much because at this point, they showed so much stuff and information with Metroid. I'm like, I'm already sold based on the first trailer alone. Um, just keeping it real, though. So I was like, okay, you already sold me on the game. So uh, I, I really don't need to see anymore. And especially after this trailer, they could drop another trailer and I'm probably not going to watch it because I, I don't want to... I want to go into it um, as fresh as possible, at least from this point moving forward, though. But some of that stuff was almost unavoidable because they literally shared GIFs and screenshots of it on Nintendo's Twitter and whatnot, though. So I was like, okay. I was like, you know what? I I had to go ahead and see it. There was no way of kind of beating around the bush on that one, though. But I definitely will probably say that that was probably my most anticipated game um, the play in the second half of 2021. Now, the second one that he had, he said is, um, what list of Nintendo games are you excited for in 2021? I guess I sort of kind of answered that one already. Um, but I guess another game I'm also excited for for 2021. Um, hmm. Yeah. Cause, okay. So this is basically be anything I hadn't already played already. So that throws out all the July games. Uh, I, I would guess uh, another one would be a uh, Super Monkey Ball. Um, or not, yeah, Super Monkey Ball Banana or Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Essentially, that's another one I'm, I'm excited to play because I heard so many good things about the first two games that I'm like, okay, you know what? Um, let let me go ahead and dip into that. That as well as um, as uh, Mario Party Superstars. I think those are the other two games right behind Dread that I'm looking forward to the most. Now, I'm also looking forward to, you know, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond as well because the nostalgia kind of pulled me hard on that, though. But, uh, you know, I, I actually know what I'm sort of kind of expecting with that one game. So I was like, okay, so in terms of that newness factor, it's not quite there, though, but I'm still looking forward to that game, though, too. But I guess 
between Monkey Ball and probably more so uh, Super Mario Party Superstars or Mario Party Superstars because I get to play that game with my friends. I think those are some of the other games I'm right behind Metroid Dread that I'm looking forward to the most. And um, and then the very last question that um he managed to ask me was, uh, what Nintendo games are you excited for in the year of 2022? Now that one's a really interesting one because uh, so far what we know we know we know that uh, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope is scheduled to drop. We know that Legend of Zelda um Breath of the Wild two is coming out. We know Splatoon three is supposed to come out. And rumor on the street is ideally we we're supposed to have the Xenoblade 3 supposed to release this year, but because of COVID, it's probably going to be possibly pushed out to 2022 as well. So that's probably going to be another game that's going to be over there in that list. And then we have like Project Triangle Strategy um, from Square Enix that's going to be next year as well. And then who knows what other games that Nintendo might announce for that year. Oh, and also um, on Legends Arceus, we have that game coming out as well. So I mean, that's just a good chunk of some really good games that I was playing on almost buying all I think out of all of those I listed I was pretty sure I'm gonna buy all of those so I'm like it's gonna be a tough decision and we don't know all the information for all the stuff that they were revealed so far but if I had to choose one based on today I'll just go ahead and say it's between mm, it's between two games it's between two games and it depends on what kind of mood I am at the moment. But let's just say probably Breath of the Wild 2. To be honest, probably Breath of the Wild 2. Just because how groundbreaking the first games was. But on any other given day, I probably could also say Splatoon 3. I think those two in general are like my two most hyped games looking forward into 2022. And then you have other games like Legends Arceus. Xenoblade 3 could shoot up real high once I see that first trailer. I I, I have to prepare myself mentally for that one because I, I really do love myself some Xenoblade, though. But that is a tough question because 2022 is going to be an insane year, not just for Nintendo, just gaming in general because Sony has quite a bit of a, a lineup, and I think Microsoft is going to come up with some crazy stuff, too. 2022 is going to be absolutely crazy. And uh, I, I, I got to prepare myself for that, though. So you thought, you thought 2021 was getting sort of kind of somewhere towards the end now 2022 is like hold my beer or something like that like i, I don't know like it, it's gonna go down in 2022 though but yeah between breath of the wild 2 and splatoon 3 those are the ones i'm looking forward to because i know with splatoon 3 when that game comes out i'm probably gonna literally invest in that game for a solid month probably not playing nothing but splatoon because i literally did that with splatoon 2 like i literally played that game for a month straight didn't play nothing else, and I was just focusing heavily on a little bit on the story, primarily on the multiplayer, trying to, you know, gain experience, level up, get some chunks, um, you know, upgrade your weapons and stuff, buy new weapons, experiment. It's a whole process, and it takes like a good month to get acquainted with that, get acquainted with the maps and new modes, build up strategies, metas. Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes with Splatoon 3, and that's why I'm also hyped um, for that game to come out as well. I think it's going to drop out in the summer, though. But hopefully that answered um, your question there, man. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to about do it in terms of the community questions, though. And also, that does mean that, yes, uh, we finally reached the end of this Zarcast episode 16. You know what? That was a quite a bit of stuff to go through and talk. I'm surprised my voice isn't a little bit more raspy. 
managing to talk for almost about like an hour straight with like a water bar, you know, water break here or there or whatever, though. Normally, I like to have these things go out like maybe two hours or two and a half, but it's harder to do whenever you're trying to solo these things. So usually if I'm soloing it, uh, probably be prepared to just, you know, only do, um, have me going and running this thing, the show for about an hour or so like that though. But it was nice and fun to be able to talk and discuss all these different pop culture news, as well as some gaming news, as well as, you know, some things I've been watching, the games I've been playing, and then answering a few of y'all's questions out there though. But if you do have any other questions, it doesn't have to necessarily be associated with gaming. Um, it could be things I've been watching or shoot anything else in between, as long as it's appropriate or whatever though. Um, I, I'm willing to answer all your questions though. So uh if you if you want to submit a question, you can always leave a comment on on the, the most recent, I will say the most recent um episode for my Zarcast series. I'll check there. And then normally, and I know I, I dropped the ball on this uh for this past um for this episode though, but normally 24 hours in advance um of the episode I'm about to air it, I normally would drop a tweet on my Twitter um at Megazard underscore X. Um, and I normally would drop a tweet there where you're able to kind of leave your questions there and I'll respond to it on the podcast that following day. So if you ever have a question, uh, just look out basically right before I do my next episode though. But that's basically going to do it in terms of this Zarkest episode 16. But let me know down in the comment section down below, what all do you think about, you know, in terms of the different news stuff, the Halo information, uh, the Pokemon Presents. And then we turned around and had, you know, the Super Nintendo turning 30 years old. Man, such great memories right there, though. Uh, just let me know about anything that you might have thought that I talked about about the show. Or maybe some things I didn't even mention about the show. Just let me know down in the comment section down below. But that's going to do it in terms of the Zarcast episode 16. So if you really like this um really like this show, make sure to go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button and that bell. Or go ahead and share that podcast around if you're having to be listening on different Spotify or Spotify, a, a different um, podcast service, whether it be Spotify, Google, or Apple. Um, just share it out with your friends and just kind of, you know, spread the word. I'm, I'm sharing this good old show right here, though. But that's going to basically do it um, for the Zarcast episode 16. So I'll see y'all back when I come back for my next episode for Zarcast episode 17, um, two weeks from today. So remember, y'all, until whatever video I make next, see y'all.